This is uh, Father's Day 2022. I get excited. I, my dad was born in 1916. That makes me sound like super old. He was 49 years old when I was born. My mom was 47, almost 47 when I was born. Um, they say there could be difficulties with the child. That could be part of my problem. But anyways, um, when they're that old, uh, being born. Uh, but my dad he, uh, and mom, uh, who was born in 1918, um, are both with the Lord. But they both went through World War I watching. Dad served the whole war of World War II. He uh, had his instructors rating for flying. So he was too valuable to send overseas, so he stayed in Canada uh, and actually instructed flying, um, teaching the pilots from the States, England, and Canada to, uh, to fight in the war. I think of the history that they have gone through and seen, the Great Depression, World War I, World War II, uh, Vietnam, Korea War, all these wars. And guess what? We have wars going on now. But we can't stay focused on the wrong things of this world. We have to stay focused on the promises of God. I'm going to read a couple things to you. Who was the most business savvy woman in the Bible? Pharaoh's daughter, who went down to the bank of the Nile and pulled out a little profit. What kind of person was Boaz before he got married? Ruthless. His wife is Ruth. Yeah, okay. Who is the greatest comedian in the Bible? Samson. He brought the house down. Which servant of God was the lawbreaker, the worst lawbreaker in the Bible? Moses. He broke all ten commandments at once. At what time of day was Adam created? A little before Eve. Which Bible character had no parents? Joshua, son of Nun. <laughs> a young son had just gotten his end license for driving. He was so excited. His father was a pastor, and he asked if they could discuss the use of the car. His father took him to the study and said to him, I'll make a deal with you, son. If you bring your grades up, study your Bible a little, and get your hair cut... And we'll talk about you driving the car. After about a month, the boy came back and again asked his father if they could discuss the use of the car. They again went to the father's study where his father said, son, I've been really proud of you. You have brought your grades up. You've studied your Bible diligently, but you didn't get your hair cut. The young man waited a moment and he replied, but you know, dad, I've been thinking about that haircut. You know, Samson had long hair. Moses had long hair, Noah had long hair, and even Jesus had long hair. His father replied, yes, you're right, son. And they also walked everywhere they went. <laughs> oh, my. A young boy was asked, what is a father? He answered, a father is a person who has pictures in his wallet where he used to have money. A small boy defined Father's Day as just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend as much on the present. <laughs> Another said, a father's a man who hopes to have enough money on Father's Day to pay the bills from Mother's Day. <laughs> we may laugh, but some old statistics show that the largest amount of long-distance calls made in the year occur on Mother's Day. And on Father's Day, the largest amount of collect calls occur. 
Now we all have cell phones. But who pays the bill? If you're a child, probably the father. Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13. We all know the scripture. It's a familiar scripture. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. There are several places in the New Testament where we hear conversations from Jesus to his father. We call them prayers. We call this the the prayer of Jesus or the disciples' prayer or, or the Lord's prayer. But really, it's his conversation to his father. And as he's speaking, it's, it's, it's interesting to, to hear what's in his voice and what, what he's actually saying. Matthew 6, 9 to 13, I mean, it's probably one of the most famous scriptures or well-known conversations of prayer that we know today. And as we celebrate this Father's Day of 2022, I want us to see the relationship between a father and a son. I hope you will see the respect and the honor that Jesus himself had for his own father. And I pray that we can pattern our relationships after the model of Jesus and his father and his father and Jesus. There was a little boy who came home from church telling his parents that he knew, now knows God's first name. And the parents said, excuse me, son, we didn't know God had a first name. The little boy replied, sure he does, it's Howard. And the parents were stunned. A God named Howard didn't seem quite right. And so they asked him where he had heard that. And the little boy said, kids' church, they taught us the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who in heaven, Howard be his name. But that word, hallowed, it means holy and set apart. So this scripture tells us that Jesus had a true respect for his father that he saw him as holy and set apart. So when we read this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. My translation of verse 9 would be, mine and your Father in heaven. I say mine, Jesus, and your Father, our Father in heaven. Holy and set apart is your name. Jesus chose to call his Father hallowed. That wasn't normal in the day. No one was called Hallowed. But his father, he called him Hallowed. Remember, it's his dad. Yes, the God, the creator of all things. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning from the end. Well, of course Jesus called his father Hallowed. But you know what? Your sons and your daughters look at you as a dad, as the creator, as the God, as all these things he can do. I know my dad can get it done. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. Proper relationship is almost to where our kids would actually look at us and say, how would? How would? It almost sounds blasphemous to even think, but what you're saying, what your child would be saying is, I see you, Dad, as holy and set apart. 
You don't live of this world. You're set apart from this world. I see you living in holiness and righteousness, not the ways of this world. And so I want to call my own dad who's in heaven right there now, hallowed, because he was holy and set apart in his lifestyle in my eyes and how he raised me. He's not God. But I'll tell you what, when I was young, I thought he was a second, a close second. I thought, I just want to be like my dad. When we have a problem, he fixes it. He puts money, food, money on, on our table and provides for us. My dad, he could do anything. He took me hunting and he just knew everything. I mean, if he didn't, he didn't show me that. And one time when we were hunting up here in BC and we're walking along this edge and I've got, he always forced me to wear yellow, like the orange vest. And I heard, zoosh, flat, boom. Some hunter shot at us. And it hit the tree just above my head. And my dad knew instantly what it was. I wasn't 100% sure. I stood there thinking, what was that? But my dad, as much as he probably shouldn't have done what he did, but he's my father. And his gun came off his shoulder so fast, click, click, boom, click, click, boom, click, click, boom. I thought, go, dad, go. <laughs> Don't know what just happened, but wow, that was fast. You were like in the Second World War now, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, he was letting whoever shot at us know, you come after one of us, I'm coming after you harder. Did I ever see him have a fist fight? No. Did he? I'm sure. He's a war boy. But I saw strength, power, and authority in a gentle tongue, in an attitude of love. I see Father God watching his son, Jesus. Strength, power, authority. Watching his son for 33 years to where he said, well done. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. But then he watched men accuse him, mock him, beat him, crown of thorns on his head, nail him to a cross, and spear his side. I couldn't do that because I'm not God. I would have put myself on the cross for any one of my kids. Chances are I probably would have started fighting them and got myself thrown in jail. Not because I'm a violent person, but because how could a father watch their only child die knowing he had the power and the authority to stop it? 
And yet Jesus calls him Howard. <laughs> but you see, God, the Father, he knew that if his son was sacrificed, you and I could be his sons and daughters. Because he saw the big picture. Holy and set apart, Jesus says, my father. Many people try to demand respect, but respect is not something you can demand. Governments try. Respect is something earned through your past behaviors. I respect my father so much because I've watched him in difficult situations. <laughs> After my mom had passed away from cancer, my dad remarried a, 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 a woman from Southern California who whose husband actually was Ralph, and my dad's name was Charles Ralph. And uh, he had passed away too, and they had known our family for many years, and they, they ended up getting married. Uh, and I was actually dad's best man. I think dad was 72 or 78 when I'm, I was there to ma help marry him. And uh, both their spouses had, had already passed away. And I remember they lived in uh, West Covina, Los Angeles area, eastern, eastern LA. And... Uh, they're driving their little pickup truck that dad was driving and they stopped at a stoplight and the car was in front of them and all of a sudden a group of, of gangbangers jumped out and they were trying to steal their vehicle and, and they, they opened Mary's door and she had her seatbelt on so he couldn't get it off and my dad saw what was happening and at, I don't know, he must have been in his 80s by this time. And he opens up his door and he gets out and he stands up in front of these guys. He says, leave us alone! Leave us alone. And you know what? People started honking. No one got out to help him. But he stood his ground. And those guys ran away. They left. I tell you, I, I'm not saying that you should stand your ground all the time. If someone's pointing the gun at you, you've got to really hear the voice of the Lord. Because if you hear it wrong, you'll hear it very close. Very soon. People want respect, husbands want respect, men want respect. But respect is all on your past behaviors. Not living in the faults, but in how do we actually behave. If you want your kid's dad to respect you, then you need to live and show integrity in your own life and to your kids. God the Father had always kept his word with Jesus. The Father... God the Father always dealt with Jesus in righteousness and holiness. Jesus never had to wonder where God stood on the issues of right or wrong. This is why Jesus could refer to his Father as holy and set apart, because he knew his Father, and his Father never wavered. Jesus also knew his Father had a spiritual plan for his life. We as fathers need to be giving spiritual plans, one, in our own life and showing our family that we have a, sp a spiritual plan and purpose, and two, that we are empowering our kids into a spiritual plan and purpose for their own life. Matthew 6, verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Dads, your kids need to know that you have a spiritual plan. Even if you don't, find one. Get one. Get in prayer with the Word. In the Word of God, in prayer with God. And have a spiritual plan set forth for your family to see and your kids to live by. Because if you don't have a spiritual plan, your kids probably won't either. Jesus knew exactly what his father had planned. It was never ambiguous or hidden or questionable. Dads, in one week you're in church and the next week you're not. One week you're reading the word and the next week you're not. Your kids will actually wind up and grow up confused spiritually because they don't see a plan. If I ask my kids how many times can they remember in their lives that we miss church? Justin? He's shaking his head like I don't think I remember any. Because even if we were traveling and weren't in a local church, we'd actually look at a phone book. Now we Google and we find a local church to go to. And even if we're in an area traveling where we don't find that, we actually have a church service wherever we're at as a family. People say, well, well, that's just religious. No, that's a plan. That's a guideline that I believe in so strongly. Yeah, well, all these people, we don't like the church. The church hurt us. No, your attitude hurts you and lack of forgiveness hurts you. And maybe a dictator hurt you. Or maybe it was confusion that hurt you. You know how many people get hurt and leave. And the leaders that are made them leave apparently are totally unaware of what they did wrong. There's no perfect church. There's no perfect family. But there's a perfect example for us. His name is Jesus. And the Father, God. Jesus knew his Father's spiritual plan. He actually, I don't believe, knew the fullness of the end in the resurrection. Or he wouldn't have said, take this from me. Cried out, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 6, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus did not say, give us this day our Xbox. Or give us this day our daily skateboard. Or give us this day our dirt bike. Or give us this day of anything. No, he said, give us this day our daily bread. Because dads, it's not about things. It's not about stuff. My parents didn't have money to buy me stuff. But what they give me. No one could have paid for except them. And that was unconditional love. That was food on the table, even though sometimes we prayed because our cupboards were empty. And we had rice a lot. But you know what? The amount of toys I grew up with in South America, in the Amazon, jungles as a missionary kid, I remember my favorite 
soup can that my dad had drilled the end in, taken the label off, and hooked in a little, like a, a, a clothes hanger hook, because all the, the Peruvian little boys had little cans they would hit with their stick. But I had a different one. Mine was like the, the, the he undid a coat hanger and hooked it in and twisted the end and twisted this so it was like a, a little bearing. As I would roll it around, I didn't have to hit it. And I'd run around, and all the kids were yelling. They wanted to play with my toy. No, this was from my dad. I remember one day, I got a Tonka. I think I was like grade five. I got out my first real Tonka truck. It was secondhand. Some missionaries had given it to us. Wow, I love that truck. I used to put my little can in the back of that truck and push it around. <laughs> that little can became like a mini excavator. <laughs> you can't buy this for your kids. You can get them the best presents ever. Just take a look at the wealthy. Look at all the things. Graduation day, you get a Lambo. You turn 16, I'll give you a brand new 4x4 pickup truck. I had friends like that in high school. And you know what? By the time they were 17, that truck was beat up, dented, scratched. It looked like junk because they didn't have to work for anything. They didn't know how to celebrate the relationship more than the thing. But here Jesus is talking about food. He's talking about love. When he says, give us this day our daily bread. He's saying, you provide for me, Father. Your love for me is like my food for the day. Your time for me. You have always been there for me, Jesus says. I go to the mountain and I'm with you just like that. Your time is more valuable than anything Pharaoh could have ever owned. Or the Egyptians or whoever. You concerned for me, Father. These are the things that matter the most. Jesus knew his father would take care of him. Jesus had learned something real important about his father. He learned what forgiveness truly meant. You look through Old Testament. You look at the Israelites. You look at Cain and Abel. You look at sin in the garden. You look at everything through history. And the Father still loved them. You kidding me? If you become like those Israelites, I'm shutting those doors. I'm not sure how much I'll love you anymore. Grumbling and complaining all the time. That's not family. That's not sons and daughters that love God. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Listen to this. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We forgive our debtors begins the forgiveness of debts. People wonder why they're so deeply in debt. They probably have some unforgiveness somewhere in their line and haven't forgiven. 
And so then, if you don't have forgiveness, you don't understand the true relationship of father and son or daughter and father. And when you don't understand that, then you have to buy things to find love. And that's why if our children, and we teach them that our love to them is things that we buy for them, and we don't spend the time with them without the things, then we're teaching them the love of a father is to buy something for the kid. And guess what they're going to do when they have children? Well, my dad loved me because he bought me anything I wanted. No, my dad loved me when we didn't have any money to buy anything. And then when I did get something, I appreciated it. My dad, I've only had one co-signed loan. My dad, when I was 16 years old, he co-signed $2,500 for my 1972 Olds Cutlass 455 HP. 2,500 bucks. He didn't help me when I got 32 points from speeding and uncared doing attention driving, but he did help me co-sign that loan. But I paid it off. But I watched. You know what? We didn't have much money. But Dad would take me fishing, hunting, sports, baseball. Just spend time with me. And no money can buy that. Dads, your kids will watch on how you forgive others. I'll never forget my, I'll never forgive my uncle. I'm never going to forgive that guy. Dad, how come we don't go to the family reunions anymore? Because I don't, I don't forgive them. Oh, okay, Dad, I want to be just like you. You kids watch how you rise up against others who wrong you. You know what? When those two guys from the Island Campbell River area were stealing my camper at five in the morning last Friday, a week ago Friday, my son was up in a heartbeat. He was up. And while we go, he took off running as that truck took off. He's running down the driveway full boy. He just wants to get a picture of their license plate. And dad's in hot pursuit in his truck. I had a Ford, they had a Chevy, they lost. He had his chip too, exhaust was loud. Anyways, I'm just throwing that out there for any Ford owners. I've owned them all, Chevy, Dodge, and the last have been four Fords, so that'll tell you why. I'm sorry, okay. Um, but your kids watch you. They watch you. Maybe you grew up in a family that, that didn't have a good father image. Maybe you grew up, you don't know your dad. But I tell you what, if you read this, you'll know what a good father is about. And you can't carry your future and your testimony on the lack of something your parents might have done in your life. 
Because if you do carry that into your life, then you pass that down to your children as well. Everyone in here that's an adult, you have an option to make. Live by past problems and issues or know that God the Father sent his one and only son to die on a cross for you. So if you don't have a dad, you have a father. So you, men, mighty warriors, will not let the enemy plunder you. Instead, you'll plunder the enemy's camps. When I went running, some people say, Brent, you're nuts and Justin to go running after these guys. They could have killed you. Yeah, but they violated my family. And I did it smartly, I think. But I'll tell you what, I'll stand up for truth. And that was a strong, those were strong men of the devil who need Jesus and salvation. And I got to talk great talks with the police, Abbotsford Police Department, about God and his blessings and his love. And I pray one day I'll be able to meet those two men and say, Jesus Christ loves you in such a way that whatever you did in the past is finished and done, but your future can be bright with God and Christ Jesus with you. Forgive Men, forgive the past. Forgive your own parents if they failed you in some way. Forgive your children if they hurt you. Because you'll never have a relationship with them if you hold on to the pain. Some things I said against my dad and my fits of anger as a violent teenager or drinking and drugs things I said against him. And he stood there and looked at me. Knowing very well he could have just hit me or punched me, but he never did in my whole life. Well, he did on my butt. Whack, whack, whack. And I deserved more than what I got. I remember one time I was in such a fit of anger and I looked at him and said some things. I was angry that they had no money. Why would anyone want to be a minister? Why would anyone want to be a Christian? You guys are broke. You're missionaries with no money. I would never go into ministry. You guys are blah, blah, you know. And I said some things. And he stood there and he looked at me. And at the end of my rant, I said something along the lines of, you were a captain out of the army in the Air Force. You got a position in Air Canada. And you gave it all up to go be missionary so I could grow up broke with no money. Holes in my jeans before it was popular. And I ranted and raved and said some choice words at him for probably 10 or 15 minutes. And he just stared and watched me. 
when I finished, he looked at me. And he said, son, I would have gone out sooner to spend more time on the mission field serving God if I had known. And he said, son, I give you everything I have that money can never buy. But I love you. Matthew 6, 13, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Dads, you and I need to be the living examples of not bringing temptation in, but delivering our kids, our family, from evil. Because leading your children into temptation, maybe it's bad standards. Maybe it's an excuse why I don't go to church or watching a movie that you know they shouldn't be watching or seeing. So you politely put them in a room, asking them to go to sleep. And you turn around and you look halfway through the movie and the door's partly open and the eyes are watching. Whatever standard you set, TV, movies, behavior, words, anger, those standards will make sense to your kids. So don't lead them into temptation, but rather deliver them from the enemies, a tent, enemy that intends to destroy them. Jesus was willing to follow where his father was leading. He said, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This doesn't happen because dad demanded it. This happens because the son recognized the spiritual authority and leadership of his father. Dad, you may be a great provider. You may be a wonderful friend. You may be a lot of fun. But are you leading them spiritually? Because that is the only thing that will actually change their lives for the best. Will your children recognize your spiritual authority? Will your children rise up to call you blessed? Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8. And two words that stand out in verse 7 before I read it are blessed and hope. That word blessed is barak. It means to kneel, to bless God as an act of adoration. The word hope is mitbah. It means confidence and trust. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. What is being said here is blessed are the men who kneel and adore the Lord. Blessed means to kneel and adore the Lord. Blessed are the men who kneel and adore the Lord. Blessed are the men when their kids come in and see them kneeling on the floor in prayer. Those men are blessed men. And whose hope, that word hope is confidence and trust, 
whose hope, whose confidence and trust is in the Lord. And so when a problem arises and the kids say, what are we going to do, Dad? God has an answer. And then verse 8 comes. Because if you live like this, fathers, you shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat, the troubles, come. But its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, recession, nor will cease from yielding fruit. What a beautiful picture that men, can I have all the men stand that are fathers? My son stands because he is a father, because the day of conception He's a father, and she's a mother. That's my stance politically, if you didn't know. I'm pro-life. Now, men, fathers, I'm going to ask you to come up front here. And I'm going to ask you to do something bold. To kneel and adore the Lord. And if you can't kneel, just sit on the front row. Blessed is the man who kneels and adores the Lord God. <laughs> if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then right now you say, I give my life to you and you're saved. Believe on him. But as these men are up front, godly men, godly warriors, grandfathers, fathers, As soon as we kneel before the Lord, we are called blessed. Blessed men. Because we put our trust in God. And you have hope. That means confidence and trust. I guarantee you beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter what happens in this nation called Canada or America or this world, we must have hope and put our trust in the Lord. Never lose hope. Because you are all called men, mighty warriors of God. You are called to be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. And will not fear when heat comes, trials, tribulations, pandemics. Will not fear when these things come. And your leaves, even in the driest seasons, your leaves will be green. And will not be anxious in the years of drought, financial lacks. Because your destiny 
is to never stop producing fruit. No matter what goes on in our lives, in our families, in our kids, in our jobs, in our businesses, in our marriages, you are fruit producers. You are, to every child, every one of your sons and daughters, you are super dad. You're like a superman in their eyes. But these supermen in front of me, and myself too, we kneel before the Lord. We are oaks planted by the rivers. We are mighty men of God, mighty warriors. We don't listen to the lies of the enemy. We are David's, where when Goliath mocks our families, we pick up rocks and a sling, and we take out the Goliath. It goes against any one of our family members. Through prayer, intercession and possibly your Ford truck running them down for our Father who art in heaven hallowed be your name let's all say this together all the ladies everybody else in this congregation let's say this together if we could all stand in the back Put your hands out to these men, these fathers, these dads. Our Father who art in heaven, let's say it together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, we pray a blessing over these men, over the men that are standing here that maybe aren't married or don't have children. We pray a blessing over each one of them because every man that's in this house, you're still called to be a father. It might not always be a father of natural children, but he'll be a father of spiritual children. So these fathers that are in front, stand now, please. Can you go and look for a man who's not, who didn't come forward because they don't have children. Maybe they're not married. Maybe they can't have children. Maybe they're too young, but they're a male. A male. <laughs> Do I have to explain that? A male. A boy. A man. Well, don't even say biological a male go lay your hands on someone might be your own child might be somebody just lay your hands on them right now because I believe that these fathers are imparting a father's blessing they're imparting a father's blessing into these young men there's a man over here standing couple guy in the second row here too.
Father, I pray, standing on the word of God, the truth that liberates us and sets us free. I ask, Father God, that each man in this room will stand up as a mighty warrior for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That there will be an impartation, fathers to sons, spiritual sons, physical sons, grandfathers to grandsons, spiritual, physical. I pray, Lord God, that this house will be a house of the Lord's and that we will rise up as mighty men and mighty warriors and that each one of us will be set free in peace that passes all understanding. I thank you, Father, for each man, every, every son, every child. Today is a celebration of males, men, and fathers. I pray, Lord God, that they will steadfast in the middle of the storm. They will hold the rudder and steer their boat straight in the direction they're called to go. And knowing that no storm will ever be too great to overcome dads. I thank you, Father. I pray for the wounded hearts that maybe don't have a dad uh, or a good image of a dad, that their hearts will be radically changed here today, that they will forgive and be set free. I ask you, Lord God, I thank you that today we get to celebrate fathers. And I pray, Lord God, that the fathers are coming to the sons and the sons to the fathers. That we are in a season such a time as this. And we bless the dads and the fathers. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, amen, amen. Be blessed, love your on your husband, and happy Father's Day. We have a prayer team. If anybody needs prayer, would like prayer in any way, please come forward. There's a prayer team for you.